0: Good morning, everybody. Hey, it is uh, Tuesday, May 10th. uh, This month is just flying right by. Yesterday, another down day. We'll talk about uh, maybe, just maybe, we can see a little green ink today as uh, hopefully there'll be a little bit of a recovery. But we'll talk about that more when Dave joins us here in just a few minutes. But before that happens, let me just remind you that um, there's so much out there that we just cannot control. Obviously, we don't control what happens in the markets We can't control what happens in the local economy. We can't even control what's happening in Washington, D.C. Um, so, So what does that mean? Well, it means that there are a few things you can control. And one of the biggest things that you can control is how much risk you have in your current portfolio. And if you don't know what that risk number is for you, that can be a problem the closer and closer you get to retirement. Those things need to match up. Give us a call. And let's walk through our core retirement design where we can help you design the retirement you always dreamed of. Call us at 863-382-0037. Or you can go to our website at statlerfinancial.com and there's a link to our calendar there. You can schedule just a 15-minute phone call and we can go over your current situation. Hey, with that, we've got Dave coming up next.
1: Oh, boy. Y'all, we're at 839 now. It's 21 before 9. Time to check in on money and see what Wall Street's doing to us this morning. It was another bloody day yesterday on Wall Street. It kind of looks like the bottom fishers are coming into play this morning based upon what I'm seeing. Let's see if Philip Stadler from Stadler Financial Services agrees. He's on the phone. Philip, good morning. How are you?
0: Good morning, Dave. Hey, doing well today. I wish I could say yesterday did well, but it did not. It was a, um, a pretty crappy day, as you would say. Uh, yeah. when we see what the markets come to, but uh hopefully there's a brighter skies ahead
1: I'm hoping so, but I'm still thinking bottom fishing after yesterday uh Dow was down almost another full two percent yesterday alone, six hundred and fifty four points down s and p five hundred was down almost three point two percent down hundred and thirty two points, and the bloodbath continues on nasdaq. It was down four and a quarter percent. Down $521 yesterday, and that's kind of why I'm thinking that the green ink we're seeing on the futures this morning, you start to think it, the bottom fissures are starting to come out right now, wouldn't you suspect?
0: I, I would think so. I mean, I, I did run a quick number on the S&P 500 just to see where we were off the 52-week high. And uh, boy, Dave, another day like yesterday, and we would be in bear market territory for the S&P 500. It's down 17.4% right now.
1: You know, about midway through the day yesterday, I had a couple of minutes to spare, and I did the math, and I was reading about 17 percent down, and I had about the same reaction. One more crappy day like that, and we've now got a a darn near universal bear market. The Nasdaq's been there already. It's 25 percent off its year to date, and that makes it considerably worse off its all-time high. This is just not a good time for equities and kind of... uh, you kind of big, uh, addresses advice that you've been giving at the end of the show every doggone day uh, that uh, having a plan and minimizing the risk in your retirement portfolio is really a good idea right now.
0: It is, especially people that are getting close to retirement. What's close? I'm going to say five years, uh, maybe even 10, because here's what I've learned over the last, what, 25 years or so is that uh, when the bear markets come, if uh, if you've got a well-balanced portfolio and you write it through, typically, it's going to take four to six years to get back to even. So if you're five years away from retirement, and you hit a bear market, then it's going to take you another four to six years to get back to even, not ahead of the game. So that's why it's so important that you understand the risk and and what that's going to do to your portfolio and make sure you've got it mitigated somewhat in your portfolio, the closer you get to retirement.
1: Absolutely, the idea is insulation from risk and uh, looking at what you've got. Sometimes taking a risk is worthwhile because there's another word for it—upside potential. But how much time do you want to? Ha- how much time do you have to capitalize on that upside potential is the variable. And we've got it going on in spades in just about every corner of the investment marketplace right now. One of the uh, news items that I had was that the uh, dollar has been getting stronger. Isn't that great news? Well. Maybe and maybe not. What the uh, stronger dollar means is that our imports are going to be somewhat under control as far as uh, price hikes are concerned with the inflation the way it is, but transporting them from the port is still going to be more expensive, and uh, the cheaper, uh, you know, cheaper imports mean harder for our own manufacturers to compete. And then you go across the pond, it makes it harder for us to sell stuff overseas. So a strong dollar at this particular point in time is not necessarily what we're looking at. So we're in a time where even good news isn't necessarily good news anymore, is it?
0: Well, that's true. I mean, from an economic standpoint, where we are right now, the strong dollar does not help us, um, for all the reasons you just mentioned. And, and people don't really realize that, but that's, um, that's one of the things that is concerning is that you know we want to be able to sell our goods and services overseas, and uh, a soft dollar helps that. I mean, we don't want it to be too soft, but but there's a there's a balance that needs to be had there, and and right now we need it to go the other direction, Dave. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Other factors going on. It's been on the top of my network news every doggone hour. The price of gas just overnight last night is up by like 11 cents a gallon. And I'm fully expecting to check my Twitter feed or my Facebook feed and listen to somebody saying, but wait a minute here, the price of oil went down to $102 a barrel from 106 How come they're charging more? Folks don't realize that this is gasoline that folks bought at $110 a barrel just a week or two ago, and they got to sell that as well. And they also price their retail price based upon what they expect to happen next week as far as what they're going to have to pay at a, a quick downtick in price per barrel for one week at a stretch. You know, Number one, we might not see that in the pipeline now for a couple, three weeks. And number two, wh- who's got faith that it's going to stay that low, given conditions the way they are?
0: Well, that's true, because it's been all over the place, right? And so, um, I mean, we've been back below 100. We've been well over 110. So, y- you know, that's there's a lot of uncertainty when it comes to the oil market, And, you know, the markets don't like uncertainty. And so, you know, that's going to push the gas prices a little higher. Uh, when, When oil does settle back down below 100 for a while, then you'll see it start to drop back down a little bit.
1: Absolutely. And one has to keep in mind, too, that when you look at the oil futures the way we talk about them in the morning, that's simply another investment market. That $101 a barrel price is not necessarily what somebody goes to the grocery store and buys it for. That's what the futures prices are and the expectation of two or three months down the pike. And it's driven by investor sentiment, just like the equities markets are. And that uh, causes uh, kind of an interesting warble at times as far as uh, as far as the uh, price of our gasoline is concerned. The only economic number that I got this morning was a survey by the National Federation of Independent Businessmen. Once a month, they put out a small business optimism index. Last month, it was 93.2. The release this morning said it held steady at 93.2, which you consider good news, except for the fact that it's a 48-year lo- low in terms of business optimism for what the next six months is going to yield.
0: Yeah, that's right. So uh, so that that uh, it, it sounds good that it stayed the same. But uh, as you said, being as low as it is uh, and, and how long it's been since it's been that low, that's not a good sign. And, and some of the articles I have continued to read continue to say that the small businessman is is still not very optimistic about what's going on right now in the economy.
1: And we're seeing that reflected in the guidance coming out of the stocks that are doing their quarterly reports as well, and uh, that's one of the things that's driving the market down. The fact of the matter is, even though they may be making their uh, earnings per share numbers and making their revenue numbers in places, the guidance that we're seeing going along with those quarterly reports has just not been real optimistic so far this season, has it?
0: Uh, it really hadn't, Dave, and, and I don't know if you had these numbers, but yesterday about 11, a couple other numbers came out. The consumer one-year inflation expectation for the next year actually dropped three-tenths of a percent from 6.6 to 6.3 percent, which uh, is probably good news. And then the, another number that comes out is the consumer three-year inflation expectation. Not, not, you know, no real numbers behind it, just what the expectation is. And that number went up a little bit from the 3.7 to 3.9. And I think that's really saying that's going to be the average. They're, they're, they're thinking that'll be the average for the next three years um, going forward.
1: <laughs> Did you ever think you'd see 4% inflation being welcome news
0: for us? Uh, and for three years, I mean, that's a big number. And you know, that means that it's going to be high at the beginning and low at the end. So uh, for an average of 3.9%, that that's just um, still weighs heavy on me.
1: Absolutely. The other thing that hits me on that report is the uh, short-term expectation that we're talking about for the rest of the year. The consumer ain't stupid. We're in an election year. Government's going to do everything it humanly can before November to keep inflation capped off so we don't see a worse report than we're getting now. And the consumer is saying, yeah, I get it. We're going to get a little bit of relief between now and the end of the year. A little bit. So my expectation is for leveling off. But then again, once we get past November, bets are off.
0: Exactly, exactly. So so there is some concern to get through the election cycle and what's that going to do to our economy um, right. going forward.
1: Speaking of the economy, how is it treating the companies that are reporting? I understand one of our big elective uh, elective expenditure companies reported, Norwegian Cruise Lines. How were they
0: doing? Yeah, they did. Norwegian re- reported they um, – they said their bookings are now exceeding the pre-pandemic levels. So, so that's got to be some good news there. Um, they did report a loss of $1.82 a share. Now that was bigger than expected. They expected like $1.53. Um, but um, so, so that's not good news on that front. However, the booking information is good news because that's looking forward. That means we've got more people wanting to cruise um down the road which is good news for norwegian and so they're up about three and a half percent this morning
1: that's good to hear did they, did they say that they're booking revenues of, is that the reason they missed they're selling at a discount in order to fill up the boats
0: it did not give any indication about revenue but from what i've seen uh, i i'm not i think demand's high enough that they're not having a discount much in terms of ticket prices
1: okay well it's good to hear
0: now of course indi- Norwegian got beat up pretty bad yesterday, Dave. They were down 12.7%.
1: Holy crud. Yeah. That must have been expectations. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, everything got beat up, but 12% is exceptionally in the case of a day like yesterday.
0: Yeah, and we got more bad news out there than we got good news today, folks, uh, unfortunately. So we've got Peloton. Uh, You know, the stationary uh, bicycle was their big... uh, push into the fitness equipment, and they made some other stuff. But they had a larger-than-expected quarterly loss, and they projected a current quarter revenue below estimates due to soft demand. I mean, Peloton's really suffered <clears throat> and had some issues with their name and some other things this last uh, a year or so. And so they're trading down 22% after closing down yesterday, 10%. So in two days, we're down over 30%.
1: Good Lord. And a plot sideline on sex in the city triggered all of this. That's amazing to me.
0: And and so it'll be a new 52-week low at $11 a share compared to $1.29 is the 52-week high. I mean, $129, not $1.29. $129 was the 52-week high. So that's a pretty big discrepancy.
1: I think I'd the, call them over-target sometime soon, wouldn't you? Yep,
0: yeah, I think so. Um, Novavax... A now, Novavax um, is a vaccine maker. Uh, they missed their top and bottom line um, for the last quarter. They um, they shipped 31 million COVID vaccines um, during the quarter, but uh, they were expected, get this, well off the pace of 2 billion shots in 2022. Um So they're, they're suffering big time today too. They're down 20, almost 27% today. Again, a new 52 week low right now at $39 a share. And uh, I tried to find you a little good news to stop on. And so Uh here it is Vroom, Vroom. Uh, I'm not really following them a whole lot, but they're an online used vehicle seller. Um, They posted smaller than expected quarterly loss revenue exceeded expectations uh, they uh, did announce some changing in the, in the C-suite. The chief operating officer is going to become the new uh, CEO. And here's the first I've really started to see of job elimination. And I wonder how much more we will start to see of this, Dave. But uh, they are restructuring and will eliminate 270 jobs um, over the next couple quarters. So we're, we're, I think we're going to start to see that more and more. Uh, as reports come out, but Varun now, uh, granted, it's not a high price stock. Okay, it closed yesterday at a dollar eight, dollar mm-hmm. eight, but today it's up 60%. It's at a dollar 73 right now.
1: <laughs> I'm glad you were able to find some good news anyway in there.
0: Uh, hey, it was hard, but uh, but you know, hey, look, and and I think that's really good news, right? To be up 60%, that's that's some good news.
1: I'd be happy if I were in that line of work. Resetting the table for the morning, it was just basically crap all day yesterday on Wall Street, which really sank our indexes down toward the commode. 45 minutes before we're open this morning, Philip, have we got green ink and how much of it?
0: Hey, we still do have some green ink, and it's looking pretty nice, actually. The Dow right now is up nine-tenths of a percent. S&P 500 is up one, almost one2 and the Nasdaq 100 is up almost uh, well a little over one and three quarters percent. So you got to like that. And the Russell 2000. Let's throw that one in this morning. It's up one and a half percent. So, hey, a lot of good uh, bouncing off. As you said, a lot of uh, maybe bottom fishers out there thinking now's the time to jump back in. Nobody knows for sure though, right? And then uh, silver's getting a little bit of a bump, not much, but up two tenths. Gold's up one tenth. Uh, Both of them are still relatively low. Crude oil is tracing up a little bit, a quarter of a percent to 103.38 a barrel um, off our morning lows.
1: Oh, shucks. I was seeing it at 101, and I was saying, could it keep going down? No such luck, right?
0: No such luck, my man.
1: And that, people, is why your gas prices are not going down. Overseas markets, the uh, Asian rim. Pretty much off except for the mainland Chinese market where the government evidently issued some buy orders. They were up 1% at the close this morning. European markets are looking at our rebound and saying, oh, thank God, maybe it's over. They're all up substantially midway through their day. Philip, I saw a, service this, a survey this morning saying most Americans think they can afford their retirement. I don't want to think. I want to know. How do I get a hold of you to know?
0: Absolutely, Dave. They need to give us a call at 863 382 37 to walk through our core retirement design, where we help you design the retirement that you always dreamed of. Uh, Again, give us a call, 863-382-0037, and catch us this weekend for the Sattler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. at noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730 and 95.3 FM.
1: And back here together again tomorrow morning about this time on Light. Philip, thank you so much. You have a good day, all right? All right, you too. Thank you, my friend. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler.
0: Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Hey, if you like our show, please uh, like us on Facebook. Share it with your friends and family. Hey, we're not just here in Seabury, We can be anywhere in the United States. We can help anybody wherever they are. Just keep us in mind for our core retirement design. With that, hope you have a great day. I look forward to speaking to you again tomorrow. Take care. Bye now.